When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast, a special Monday edition. Uh, I'm Aaron McMahon. And I'm Ryan Zook. This week, uh, we're without Andrew Kahn. Uh, we'll let him spill the news when he's back. Uh, Maybe next week, it may not be. It's good news, happy news. Before we get going, also, I wanted to promote the MLive uh, subscription plan we got going. Uh, for those of you that have been listening the last few weeks, I know we've discussed it um, a little bit, um, but MLive is now beginning to charge for readership. It's not for every story. It's only certain things. You'll see like a key thing at the top of stories. It'll say subscriber exclusive. Uh, $9.99 a month. We're asking you, if, if you find yourself reading MLive regularly, uh, give it a shot, subscribe, uh, support our work. Uh, because we need it more now than ever. For sure. And, and it's not just sports content as well. Our, our news team is doing good work too. And and it, it's more than just Wolverines. It, it's um, Detroit Tigers. It's Mission State. I mean, it, it's a whole uh, spectrum of, of content that, that you would be uh, subscribing to as well. So keep keep that in mind when, when you're debating or whether or not that you think a, a subscription is worth it. And we, we hope you definitely sign up. Absolutely. Um, but the reason I guess we're here today, obviously the football season as we know it is is not going to happen this fall. Uh, the Big Ten announced last week that they are postponing fall sports, including football. But there was some development, I guess you want to say, over the weekend. I don't know what you'd call it. Um, but, you know, it started with some parents of players at, at, some, at some Big Ten schools, namely Ohio State, Penn State, and Iowa. Parent groups have kind of you know, grouped together in recent weeks to try and sway the Big Ten in, in their decision making. Hasn't worked out so far. Um, but Justin Fields, a quarterback in Ohio State, uh, I thought made an interesting move on Sunday. You know, he's been pretty open and vocal about his desire to play football this fall, as have many of his teammates at Ohio State, as has you know uh, players around the country and in the Big Ten. Um, but he he tried to do something with it, so he penned an online petition. Uh, on moveon.org. It was addressed to the Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren, Big Ten University Presidents, and Big Ten Athletic Directors uh, with the hashtag we want to play. Now, that has come up now, came up last week uh, when players kind of took to social media as kind of a last-ditch effort to convince Power Five commissioners and the Big Ten uh, to play football this fall. It didn't work, obviously, at, at that point, but, you know, he's trying to drive support from folks around the country. Anyone can sign this petition. At last check, it was over like 230,000 signatures, which is an impressive number. Um, Before we get into debate of whether this works or not, I want to read it to to our listeners and kind of dive into what he's trying to get to. You know, he he used the hashtag we want to play. He wrote that we, the football players of the Big Ten, 
uh, together with the fans and supporters of college football, requested the Big Ten Conference immediately reinstate the 2020 football season, allow Big Ten football players and teams to make their own choice as to whether they wish to play or opt out this fall season, and allow Big Ten players and teams who choose to opt out of playing a fall season to do so without penalty or repercussion. Ryan, I'll open the door. I guess the floodgates. Yeah, it's, it, it sounds like a much different tone than when the Big Ten United group kind of wrote their own letter just before the season was canceled last week saying like they, they want the NCAA and the Big Ten to devise a comprehensive plan to ensure the safety and well-being of players and kind of putting that on the Big Ten and NCAA to create safety protocols and whatnot. And now all of a sudden, the, the fall season season has been postponed, and a lot of these players that were also a part of the Big Ten United are starting to change their tone. And like you mentioned, Hunter Reynolds was a part of that as well, and and now he's on board with uh, with uh, Justin Fields' petition. It sounds like a lot of the the a lot of the demands the Big Ten United group laid out. Uh, it sounded like a lot of them were being met already. So I, I wonder if maybe there's some regrets now about sending out that letter because both of the two conferences uh, where the players united and sent out letters, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, those are the two Power Five conferences that had their fall fall seasons postponed. So I wonder if there's a little bit of regret now and then it's like, all right, let's kind of backtrack a little bit and say, all right, no, we're, we, we're fine with the protocols in place. We feel like it's safe. Let, let us play, which is, is a, definitely a, a different tone than a couple of weeks ago. So I, we'll see if this has much of an impact. But yeah, 232,000 signatures and rising is a lot but again think how, about how many college football fans there are in america i mean they it's it's not all players and whatnot that are signing this it's it's open to the public as well so if you're a college football fan you're most likely gonna want to sign it to um so yeah it does have some player support and probably some coaches support but we'll see how, how much weight it actually has with um with the big 10 and commissioner kevin warren yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. These players are having to walk a fine line, and these and these leagues have to as well. Because remember, at the end of the day, the only thing that really matters, and, and the reason I think the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have have postponed fall sports, is liability. I mean, they are concerned about somebody getting sick and hospitalized and potentially dying, and, and rightfully so. I mean, you, you've seen, I think, the death count in the United States now is what is what close to 180,000 people. Um, a lot of people have died from this 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 virus. I mean, it's it's real, it's legitimate. And as Kevin Warren said in his you know statement to Big Ten Network last week, there's a lot of uncertainty because there is. I mean, that's the reality of it. They don't know a lot of things about it. They don't necessarily know how it's contracted. They don't know um, the repercussions afterwards. And you know, we've heard about hurt issues and everything else. These these Big Ten athletic directors and athletic departments and universities don't want to be on on the hook for if a kid gets injured or, or sick or whatever the case and Green dies. I mean, because then they're going to get sued. They know that. Right. Um, now, one of the one of the things that student athletes a couple of weeks ago came out, and, and they were very you know united in their in their belief that they wanted strict protocols from a health and safety perspective and everything else. I think that in a way that frightened some of these commissioners because that they're, sure. they're, they're basically saying to them, you know, we want you to do X, Y, and Z, and if you don't do it, and we end up playing getting sick, you're done. You're screwed. We're gonna we're gonna sue you up to wazoo. And that's not necessarily the player is speaking, but you got to keep in mind there's families involved here and there's parents and, and everything else. So there's there's just too many stakeholders that I think at the plate here. Um, so you're right. I think they kind of quarter them, put themselves into a corner with that regard. Mm-hmm. And that's when I think the Big Ten, the Pac-12, in a way, kind of 
kind of threw up their hands and said, okay, we're not going to do this. Yeah, I think I think the players do have a point. I think most teams have done a pretty good job of mitigating the spread of the virus during these workouts so far. But again, this is before most students are back on campus too. I mean, mm-hmm. you see some students are getting back on campus right now and you're seeing videos online of just massive parties with nobody wearing masks. I'm like, you can't guarantee that these players are not going to be interacting with any other students uh, while during the college football season. Do I think if there, if there was a possibility of creating a college or a bubble for college football, I 100% think a season could be played safely. But just to think that 100-plus players on each team are going to avoid interacting with, with other students and putting themselves at risk, schools can't ensure safety when there's other students involved. So it's, I, that's why I just don't think it's feasible to have the, the fall season right now unless there's a vaccine because, like you said, there's too much liability for the schools and it, it's just too hard to guarantee safety when there's just other factors in, involved there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should note as we record this on Monday, August 17th, the SEC, Big 12, and the ACC do plan on moving forward. At least those are the you know the Power Five conferences that plan on playing. Uh, they've altered their schedules to some degree. Uh, they're continuing practices. Um, I saw some of the folks down in Alabama with their department, their athletic director, and their coaches were tweeting out yesterday uh, photos of of you know Alabamians down there not wearing masks in public. Uh, so they're they're concerned about it. They're trying to convince people not, not you know to to do the right thing. Um, they're going to try and move forward. Now, my my question is, I guess before we get to the big topic, but while the number of signatures is impressive, I think, like you said, 230 something thousand people have signed this thing. It's really unclear who exactly has. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, I think we got, we got word that Hunter Reynolds, he has confirmed that he signed it. I would presume at least some Michigan football players have signed it, though we haven't really seen a ton of Twitter activity on social media from these guys promoting it. Um, there have been a couple of, of Michigan commits. I think JJ mm-hmm. McCarthy, notably and Marcus Allen, both tweeted out the link yesterday, but there hasn't been this groundswell of, of support for it. So I, I'm wondering if this is a lot of fans signing this thing or, or parents or whatever the case may be. Um, so again, and we've talked about this in recent weeks, while yes, there might be a, a good chunk of players and families who want to play this fall and it may be a majority, you know, it's, it's clear, currently unclear, but there, there are some folks that, that aren't going to be comfortable playing this fall if they were given the opportunity to. Now, one of the arguments against that is, and, and some of these families have made that clear in their letters to big 10 commissioner and um, Kevin Warren, is that you should be given the opportunity to opt out, and, and players were given that opportunity before the season was postponed. So there was a, the, the opportunity to do so, um, but I, I think this this strong this the strong push to play, um, I think in a way, kind of silences some of those folks. You know, they're they're in a way quietly apprehensive about suiting up this fall. For sure, and it's always tough to be that that player to to opt out because just the, for fear of repercussions, what your teammates will think of you, what your coaches will think of you. I mean, I could definitely see players deciding to stick out a season, just afraid of what would happen if they if they do decide to opt out, but still not being a hundred percent fully committed, kind of just throwing through the motions, just for fear of of not wanting to be that that one or two players that that decide to sit out. So I think uh, that that is definitely um, a part of it as well. Now, before we get into the big question of whether this petition actually means anything or matters. One quick plug I want to give to the Wolverine Confidential Text subtext program. We've plugged this in the past. 
four ninety nine a month, sixty day free trial. Send a text to seven three four two one five six six zero five. We we text back and forth. We text usually. You will get the breaking news first. Any behind the scenes um, insider stuff we're hearing, we text out to subscribers. Um, again, that number seven three four two one five six six zero five. That's Wolverine Confidential Text Program. Sixty day free trials, four ninety nine a month. After that, you're welcome to opt out at any time. Of course, um, but getting back, I mean, the the big topic here is whether this actually does anything. Um, you know, Kevin Warren has made had announced last week the decision was made. Presidents and chancellors of Big Ten universities voted on this thing apparently and, and came to the conclusion. While while it wasn't unanimous that they shouldn't be playing fall sports this fall. Does this petition and all the support behind it and these, le- these letters from parents to the commissioner mean anything? I, I don't see it making much of an impact. I mean, that there would have to be a lot of admittance of wrongdoing or um, premature decision-making by the Big Ten if, if they were to reverse course. I understand the effort that Justin Fields and, and everything is doing, and he's trying to to change, but I just don't think, uh, I don't know how much of an impact it's actually going to have unless there's some sort of miracle cure or vaccine or some breakthrough medically that can change course. But I, I don't see that happening in the next couple of weeks. I agree. And, and I wrote this morning on MLive.com and I'll repeat it here for the big 10 to go back on its decision would mean that they, um, fly in the face of what their infectious disease panel task force, whatever you want to call it, has, has guided them to de- determine. Keep in mind, the Big Ten created this 14-member uh, panel back in March when the, when the disease was kind of first you know, uh, coming out and it was, it was becoming a big deal around the United States. Uh, but the commissioner and Big Ten league office has made it apparent from the get-go that they're listening to doctors and, and medical folks and, and the like in, in making the decision. So if they were to go back now, I, I think it would look bad. A, it would look bad just from a PR standpoint. But I think they'd have a lot of medical professionals and a lot of folks behind the scenes really upset at them for going against their guidance. You know, not, Now, that's not to say that what they're being told is necessarily right or wrong. Um, that's not for me to determine because there are medical professionals that were working with the SEC and the PAC and the Big 12, excuse me, and the ACC, telling them that there's a, there is a pathway forward. Um, so it would it would kind of fly in the face of what they've been told. Um, so it wouldn't look good from that perspective either. Um, however, you know, at the end of the day, the Big Ten, I'm sure, had, didn't take this decision lightly. It was one that they wrestled over and I'm sure debated nonstop. As, as we touched on earlier, there were, you know, university presidents and and athletic departments that were open about the desire to wanting to play this fall, um, and they expressed that in the meetings. But you know, at the end of the day, decision was made. I, it would be hard for me to, to believe that decision could be reversed. But we'll see. You know, I will say this: I think this push by the players and the parents could have been made a lot sooner. I, I don't know why they waited until the last possible second. You know, with word that the Big Ten was deciding on canceling. Now, don't get me wrong, the Big Ten, they dropped the schedule last week. They dropped, you know, they released these safety protocols that came out. So the, the assumption was they were going to move forward with the season. Um, but uh, you think they would have started applying pressure a little bit sooner um, as, as the Big Ten began backtracking in practices and, and moving forward with that type of stuff. So it's, I don't know, it, it's an it's interesting thing. I will say this, if the ACC and the SEC and the Big 12 end up starting a season as they plan in September, I think you're going to have some folks in the Big Ten scratching their heads saying, you know, why maybe we should have hung out a little bit longer, waited. Um, but 
you know, we still got a few weeks to determine this. I'm curious to see with whether those conferences move forward. And I was, if I had to put money down it, I, I, I had to think they, they won't. But again, time will tell as we've been talking about for months. Um, you know, everyone seems to be waiting on something to change with this virus and nothing really has. Uh, so it's, it's basically, you know, your determination of, of whether, you know, when the season's about to begin, whether they're good to go. So it's going to be interesting next couple of weeks to follow most of those other conferences. For sure. Yeah. If, if those conferences are able to play and there is some college football played this fall, it is going to be an eligibility nightmare trying to figure out how to make it unanimous between all college football when there's half the schools that have played a fall season and half the schools that are trying to play a spring season and what to do with early enrollees and red shirts and all that, it could be a nightmare for the NCAA too. So there's just so many unknowns right now. It's so hard to predict the future right now because things change on a daily basis. So time will tell, but it's just a crazy situation. Yeah. The NCAA is expected to make a decision on eligibility issues. Here, and I think by the end of the month, it's, it's slowly kind of moving its way through mm-hmm. The uh, committee's process there, uh, there, but there is there has been a push from Big Ten and Pac-12 schools uh, to get some clarification on what that's going to look like. Because you know, you're right, it's going to be it's going to be a mess because you've got a host of players that were hoping to play one more year, and in, in, in order to get ready for the NFL draft, and if they don't play this fall, and and say there is a spring season, some of these guys have to wrestle with the decision of whether they play for the play in the spring and and try and get an NFL draft or. Or, or maybe sit out the year and play one more in, in the fall. It's, it's a weird, to be a weird situation. And I think you're going to have some folks in, from the college perspective pushing the, the NFL to change maybe its date for its draft. Then you got the senior bowl to worry about, the combine. There's just so many question marks about what this is going to look like, especially, as you said, if, if other conferences decide to play this fall and others sit out, it's going to be, it's going to be a mess. And then you mentioned you got, the, you got some of the commits that are made, decided to enroll early and come in in January, what the, how that's going to affect scholarship limits, roster limits, limits and it's it's going to be interesting next couple of months because the NCAA is going to have to rule quickly so some of these players can and can make an informed and, and smart decision very much so all right that'll wrap it up today special edition we wanted to get on here and kind of discuss the you know the petition from justin fields and, and what that was looking like uh, we anticipate another podcast later this week that, that's it for now thanks for listening we'll talk to you guys soon